caught some of it. I caught some about a nuclear weapon, but I didn't know like how people lost their shit around it, which is about normal. Yeah. So, so apparently Russia has a new capability that they're talking about, which I think at, having seen the way they've, they're they're they've been functioning militarily over the last couple of years in Ukraine. I'm not like, I don't know if we really need to worry about any of this. Uh, yeah, uh, true. And welcome, season eight. I think Strange Uncles, maybe. Keep me honest, Josh. I don't know. Fuck if I know. <laughs> it's been a bit for sure, dude. Holy shit. S- seasons seasons happen a, long, a lot, I guess. Oh. I don't know. We've done a bunch. My God, right? Yeah, they all blend in. Well, welcome, everybody. Um, I get, yeah, like I said, I think this is season eight. I know uh, we have been on hiatus for a bit. Um, we needed some, uh, well, you know, I can't speak for you, man. I'm going to speak for me. I needed, I needed some mental downtime. <laughs> for a lot of reasons but i need i did too did you? yeah yeah it gets like you know and like i said we love doing this thing but at the same time you know having a little seasonal break uh for a month or two so we can get caught up and kind of revisited you know that's always healthy you know at uh, the end of the day 2023 was a strange year for both of us i think i you know? think so too yeah you know what not just us but everybody but when you talk about like our shit um you know and i know we've talked through the whole break you know off and on sharing shit stories like hey what do you think about this what do you think about this you know, trying to prep for the season, but yeah, dude, I mean, let's reflect a bit without boring the listeners. I mean, holy shit. How are things on your side? I guess. Well, uh, let's see. February 3rd marked a year of being unemployed. So oh, that was pretty fun. Dagger. Fuck it. As I stab you in the back. Oh yeah. man. Also been more than a year since I had booze, which is, if you know me in real life, that's fucking impressive i was gonna say you know what i was gonna ask you that i tend to you know not really match your personal thing but if that's the case fucking kudos on you you're better than i'm doing so well you know i mean yeah yeah all you can say about it is what it is like i thought i didn't think i was ever gonna not drink and then i got scared about some health stuff and decided it was time to not drink and it was easier than i thought it would be Mm. but you know fears Fear is motivational, so. <laughs> That's a, depending on which way you utilize it, right? No, no shit, dude. Hell scares, man. I, I t- Well, speaking of hell scares, you know, I got to, not to, you know, sound like a fucking, here we are, a bunch of old guys, but I had some weird shit happening. Um, I, like, passed out, like, three weeks ago in the kitchen. Fucking oh, wife's dang. cooking dinner. And I'm like, she looks up, and I'm talking to her. She's like, you are white as a ghost. And I hit the kitchen floor. And she got me up, and she got a, a cuff on me, you know, a blood cuff uh, for the pressure. And my yeah. blood pressure was like 66 over 30. Like, it just tanked. And That's wild. Yeah. Well, and so, you know, you get a little jittery, right? And went to the emergency room because, they you know, they recommend EKG and all that shit to see if you, you know, you had something happen. You had a heart attack or, you yeah. know, it's going to mark that stuff. Everything's normal. Like, there's no heart's healthy. Everything's fine. Blood pressure's fine. Lab work came back fine. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It was yeah, just that's so weird. weird. Yeah, so now the wife is all like, every time I, I look different or I'm not talking to her, she's like, are you okay? <laughs> so now that shit's <laughs> happening, I'm like, oh, God, don't make it worse. But uh, yeah, I hear yeah, you. Dude, Health that, scares, man. That but, used to happen to me when I was a teenager. Like, I would just oh, really? randomly fucking keel over. Fucking weird, man. Well, no, but you know what? Not to sound 
personal, I guess I can say this, but you know, you've had heart issues though, right? Like your whole uh, life off and on. Not really. Like it runs in my family, but like, Oh, okay. Uh, until I was in my thirties and had like super high blood pressure out of nowhere. It was, I was fine. Yeah. You know, it's just like one of those weird things. Like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, hmm. Crazy. Crazy with the human yeah. body as well. You know, like I said, I mentioned it not to, you know, be like, oh, poor me. But like when you say health scares um, and, you know, of course, you know, I had lab work done and cholesterol was a little high. So I changed a bunch of shit. I'm a meat potatoes guy. And, and like, you know, like I said, most of the listeners know, unless you're a new listener, if you're new, welcome. We'll get to the hey, stuff. How's it going? Yeah, we'll get to stuff uh, eventually here. But since this is the first episode, we just, you know, want to play catch up. You guys are sitting around the table with us as far as we're concerned. But, um, yeah, you know, I brought Jocelyn home on my 50th birthday, and I've always had high blood pressure. I never really worried about it. But the older you get, the more it kind of impacts you, you know, so you got to yeah. change what you're doing. And so, you know, we change a bunch of stuff. Like, you know, you get rid of trans fats, you get rid of the junk food, you get rid of the sugar. And, you know, it's expensive because now you're eating healthy. And, of course, everything healthy is fucking twice as much as everything unhealthy. So fucking weird. Oh, it's just they preach to the choir about, oh, Americans are so unhealthy and da-da-da. Well, yeah, we are. There's a reason for it. Look at the shit that you guys put on the shelves and the fast food and the fucking, you know. And the... Every city and neighborhood being built around cars, so you can't fucking walk anywhere. Yeah, exactly. You know, that exactly. that doesn't that doesn't help. No, it doesn't. I think you know infrastructure in general, but uh, you know Americans, as far as a norm, mostly are just we're just unhealthy. You know, we've kind of built this ecosystem around us, and here we are. You know, but uh, but yeah, so we change much stuff, change kind of what we. And the wife's been. Um, the wife's been good. And, and then it's funny because, you know, we catch news about, like, California banned uh, red dye. You know, so now they long, no longer use red dye. Why more states haven't banned, like, trans fats in shit I, I, is beyond me because it's awful. Those things just don't go away, you know. I thought so. it was like the – I thought the feds did that at one point. They I did. just remember it being a big news story. I don't remember exactly what came out of it. Yeah. So here so here you go, listeners, by the way. Here's uh, some healthy news, FYI. So I got to research it. Um, they did ban it. You cannot um, – there's a certain percentage that is not allowed. However, I found out that they – because what they put on the labels and all your ingredients and all that bullshit, if it's – 0.5 or less of trans fats, it's not required to be put on the label. Still has trans fats, mm. but because it's so low over level, which, you know, it's still there. And maybe, it, you know, it, again, it does help because it's not as bad. But at the same time, I just feel like whoever is shaking hands and making the money is changing, you know, and modifying the rules as they go. There you go. You know? Well, I mean, so. it's like, here we go on my, on my uh, corporate America soapbox, but uh, <laughs> like, in in America, they treat any kind of regulation not as a guideline to like make safer, better products, but as a rule to find a way to get around. You know what I oh, mean? Oh yeah, hundred yeah. percent. So it's like, yeah, it's not yeah. trans trans fats are bad. What what are we going to do instead? It's trans fats are bad. How do we still use them? Yes, because they're cheap and we can make more for. Yeah, that's that's the yeah. problem. Yeah, and we're not the only country that does it. Other countries do it too. We're not, you know, dishing on America and so. No, but, no, that's you know, that's still, that's more of a function of you know, of 
capitalism not really breeding innovation the way they want you to think it does but yeah, anyway absolutely yeah so but we'll put that soapbox away um <laughs> but yeah i mean like i said we've been uh, we've been doing good you know like i said jocelyn's oh god she'll be 10 months old tomorrow uh holy shit time flies by so you know yeah it's uh it's life but uh but no man hey you know with that being said you know again we talk but hopefully the work front gets better you know um but my work has changed uh, dramatically on my side. I will share for those of you who are kind of close to the pod and close to me, uh, you know, that I, I've been in kind of a ugh, kind of atmosphere with, you know, who I needed to answer to and what the company was doing. Um, and again, not knocking the company at all. They've treated me very, very well. Uh, we've had some internal infrastructure changes. And for whatever reason, I don't care. But I now fall under um, another management level. And it is phenomenal. My stress level has went from like 90% every day to like 10. And I don't know what to do with myself. So it's so cool. It's like you got a new lease on life or something. Yeah, no shit. Well, and the thing is, too, you know, somebody that actually, oh, wait a minute, you know, I trust you to do your job and not micromanaging. And I'm like, holy God, this is a breath of fresh air. So anyway, so for that being said, we cover those things because number one is catch up. Number two, um, Hopefully, if you, again, if you've been a listener, you know, last season towards the end was just rocking, and I, I partially blame, I'll be the one to say that, you know, it's kind of on my fault, because I just could not find the time, and I was not in a mental space to go, oh, now we're going to go record, because it's not fun when you're stressed out all the time, and so yeah. um, it'll be a different situation this year, I think it'll be a different season this year. Um, so we've got some good stuff. We've got some write-ups uh, already in the pipeline. We've got a couple guests that we've already lined up as usual. Uh, we will continue the issue oddities um, kind of on a cadence, you know, as things come out. And, and again, you know, we may take another break, you know, six to eight months down the road. But as it stands now, we'll get back on a schedule and kind of get even keel. And uh, I don't know, man. I figured, you know, get our feet wet. Uh, we don't have a write-up, but we wanted to just like, we've been out of the, the saddle for a bit. And so... Dude, there has been a plethora of news that I've been catching back and forth. As have you. Uh, I don't know. Where do you want to? Where do you want to start here with this? Well, let's uh, let's talk about what we were talking about before we started recording about uh, the developments yesterday or the day before. So that'd be Valentine's Day ish. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. With uh, I can't even remember the guy's name. Turner or is that the Speaker of the House now? I. I don't, I don't know. I can't keep care up care anymore. Um, but uh, the head of the House Intelligence uh, Committee basically said, oh, no, fucked up shit is happening. We need Congress to hear all this uh, classified stuff right now. And, of course, like UFO Twitter went nuts. Everybody was talking about, uh, <laughs> you know, like, oh, it's the space aliens are finally coming to get us. And uh, now as more information has come out, it sounds more like it's uh, they're talking about a nuclear weapon being in space. But Oh, lovely. But it's been but fun, still. you know? Uh, like <laughs> Shit like that, dude. Yeah, not a lot there. Sorry, I'm trying to – I should have had this. No, uh, you're, no, you're fine, and I'll be I honest with you. I, I, uh, I, I didn't catch that. I, I mean, I caught some of it. I caught some about a nuclear weapon, but I didn't know like how people lost their shit around it, which is about normal. Yeah, so, so apparently Russia has a new capability that they're talking about, which I think, at, having seen the way they've they're they're they've been functioning militarily over the last couple of years in Ukraine, I'm not like. I don't know if we really need to worry about any of this. Uh, yeah, uh, true. Very <laughs> if true. they actually have it, it does it actually work? Right. Um, but uh, it was just pretty interesting, and and I did see one uh, 
one tweet where they were mentioning an old like George Knapp story where like in the nineties, when he first went to uh, Russia and was talking to people about UFOs there, they were, someone showed him a little uh, tabletop device that was a, basically a laser that could burn a hole in a razor blade or something. And he said they had like tons of stuff like that. Um, mm. So, you know, interesting. And then like, there's uh like a YouTuber I follow that ha- that talks a lot about like foreign policy and defense stuff. And um, he was talking about this and he was basically saying like, well, the best thing we can do uh, as far as defense goes about this is uh, keep giving weapons and, and support to Ukraine. Cause that's going to deplete Russian resources to, yeah, for yeah, them yeah. to be able to right. like advance any of this scientifically right. or, or any of that stuff. So it was, uh, was pretty interesting and uh yesterday um nasa well i I don't remember exactly which organization but uh they launched a top secret satellite that's basically uh hypersonic missile defense oh i caught that yeah 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 so like I, i don't think people need to freak out i think it's like some some kind of political stunts going on like uh they make all this hubbub and then they go on recess for the rest of the month. Yep. So yep. it's exactly. obviously not that important. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it's nothing. No, there's no fires to put out. Yeah, it's the same thing with it. You know what? Last year, the Chinese balloon, the spy balloon. My God, what a thing only to have it. You know, and again, not to say not to put it in in the dark and say, hey, no, this isn't a thing. But OK, let's you know, it's like anything else. If you did your work like that, dude, and just jumped your shit constantly, mm-hmm. I, you know, I'd probably be fired. I mean, I just don't understand, you know. Uh, if if not fired, definitely not paid attention to. Oh yeah, exactly. There's only so you long know, like, that you can pay attention to the guy that cries wolf on a daily basis, right? Well, and so. anything you say after a certain point is always going to be taken with a grain of salt at mm-hmm. the at best. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, 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 if not fired, like definitely not trusted, respected. You know, right? Got to work extra hard to be taken seriously again after that. Well, and here's the thing, really, if you bare bones it all down. You know, look, the the whole UFO field, if you just want to specify on that, it it's it has enough people that are kind of kooky in it anyway, as we stand. And then you add everything else on top of that. It really doesn't get any better. I mean, it's it's already a hard field to try to get some kind of um, a voice and people go, oh, that makes sense because it's so fringe. Don't add right. to the craziness. You know what I mean? So Well, and, and I think, honestly, that's part of the phenomenon. Like, I, I was browsing twitter yesterday i think and i noticed you know uh old uh glenn john greenwald oh, john greenwald from again. the yep, yep. from the black vault mm-hmm. was asking basically like cuz he was talking about something else that was going on and i want to say oh yeah it was that uh colonel nell guy mm-hmm. carl nell uh someone was saying that he Never actually worked for the uh, Army Futures Command, which uh, oh really is a big part of his bona fides. And uh, Greenwald was talking about that, and he was talking about why does this always happen? Something weird always happens. Like why does this always happen? And I was like, dude, it's the fucking phenomenon. Like yeah. it's yeah, exactly. There's a huge trickster element to it, and if you, no matter how seriously and scientifically you want to treat it, you've got to understand that there's a part of it that just will not be locked down mm-hmm. and then uh like while i was like kind of looking at stuff like that i saw another guy who quote tweeted that with uh or he quote tweeted the reporter that started this um that greenwald was talking about and this other guy was like i found this 
uh, on my phone with one hand while I was eating a sandwich, and it was like from Carl Nell's LinkedIn, and it was the commander of uh, the unit that the that the Army Futures Command rolls up under, basically oh, commenting shit. on Carl Nell's LinkedIn, like, "Hey man, you're great in this. It was great having you in the, as a part of this command." Uh, looking forward to what you're going to be doing <laughs> as a technology leader once you're out of the service kind of yeah, shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're both out now. And so it was pretty funny, like, just seeing, like, one section, like, a very trusted and well-respected, I'm not talking shit on Greenwald, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. like uh, but uh, a very well-looked-up-to member who is a very meticulous and thorough researcher with all of his FOIA requests and all of the, like, like the dude goes through oh, yeah. anything he gets through those with a fine tooth comb. Like he's very thorough, but him talking about it. And then just some other dude who was like, Oh yeah, I was on LinkedIn while I was eating a sandwich. Here you go. Guy, guy worked where he said he worked. <laughs> There's just so like stupid. one layer of bureaucracy in between them. Like yeah. he, I guess Nell worked for that command through, uh, like the army national guard. Cause he, that's where he worked when he was like mm-hmm. transitioning out or whatever. And, um, and so, so he didn't work directly for that command, but he did work for them. You know what I mean? So right, it's right, like, right, right. Like there's that one layer of bureaucracy where it's like if you just call that main person's press office and say, hey, did this guy work there? They're like, who the fuck are you talking about? Right. Because he worked in another command that rolled up through that command. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he worked for him, but not directly. Like, Well, well, that's military yeah. anyway. I mean, it's, yeah. it's layered as it is. So, you know. That just fucking amazes me. Yeah, People, so the whole know. thing came from basically someone asking the wrong press department, I think. Right. For oh, a comment, gotcha, basically. Gotcha. Oops. <laughs> yeah. Our bag. So they, they start assailing this dude's credibility because they asked the wrong person if he worked in the in the place. Yeah. It, it was super weird. Well, it was it's fun, just, though. It's, it's the same thing with, the, like, Avi Loeb. I mean, you know, they've been trying to, you know, disprove him for how long? And I don't know if you caught it. So he's actually now, he's still pursuing, um, they found foreign material in the ocean that he actually partially paid for, come to find out. And it's it's a foreign. It's not to our, of course, you know, he's saying it's possible, which it could be anything. A meteorite, technically, is sure. not of this right. So, depending on what it is. But there are so many people. Oh, you're just trying to look for something that's not there. And, and it was the same thing with the Omamua thing that he was involved with directly. It's just, when you when you finally have somebody that has some... I, you know, I don't want to say prestige. Well, no prestige because obviously he's been doing it for quite some time, and he's really got, like his research papers and what he's vetted on. And you know, when you have somebody that has a has a voice and it makes sense and it's strategic, and they're talking about that, and you still have all these debunkers. You know, behind you always will. I mean, it's just nature of the beast. It just it gets well. Yeah, gets tired, like that you know that kind of goes back to what I was originally talking about with Greenwald being like, mm-hmm. why does this always happen? Why is there always some weird shit? And right, it's like, right. well, first of all, people are dumb. Yeah. And second of all, like <laughs> step one, I I think it's an aspect of the phenomenon. Like there's like that chaotic trickster element to it where mm-hmm. like, even if people weren't dumb and like looking for ways to discredit everyone anyway, right. There would still be weirdness. There'd still be a lot of static and, and noise in the signal because like, mm-hmm there is some sort of an intelligence behind a lot of this that just really loves fucking with people. Uh, there really is, you know? you know, and it goes back to that book that we both read, um, talking about the trickster element, you know, and, and yeah, again, yeah. It, the trickster and the paranormal. Yeah. It, it's a, it's a, it's a really good book. It, it's pretty in depth. It's pretty technical. If you can get through some of the wordy, but, uh, it's a hundred percent spot on, 
which is sad. And I'll be honest with you, like over the break, I'm looking like I'm looking at some of the stories that we captured. And, you know, of course, things always repeat in the news. You know, they have a there's an article about the Loch Ness Monster and they finally deducted what it is. And there's just these things just keep getting regurgitated over and over again. It, it in a weird way, it just gets mentally exhausting, you know, so it's almost like time is a flat circle. Yeah, right. No shit. No shit, right? Well, there's another theory on that, too, by the way. Um, time traveler from 54, 78 that says, you know, this year is nigh. You know, how many times did that happen every single year that we have a YouTube time traveler, you know, yeah. saying yeah, it's the same shit. But I mean, it's a it's meme insane. now. It's like it, I yeah, remember yeah, during yeah. the pandemic, someone being like time traveler from, you know, 2073. What year is it? Oh, it's 2023. Oh, have the like zombie frogs happened yet? You know, <laughs> making sure. Uh, yeah, it's just it's insane. It really is. But uh, on the midst of that, no, you're 100 percent right. And it does make it kind of exhausting, you know, when you're trying to look for what you're looking for and thumbing through everything. Um, I will say, and you know, this really is a news episode, but we do have a couple articles that we kind of captured. We talk about we can go back and forth. Um and again, I guess other highlights that that I caught. Somebody said they uh, viewed or spied the new uh, airplane out of Area Fifty One that the Air Force is working on, uh, which again, you know, goes right back to back in the days with Area Fifty One and Groom Lake and the spy plane they were working on then. Uh, again, some of it just keeps going around in circles. But some of the stuff is kind of interesting, like this one here, for example. I, I kind of like this. Um, scientists make mind blowing breakthrough with living material that could essentially grow buildings. Like, holy shit. So, oh, and I do remind me, I want to talk about AI a little bit too before we wrap it up, just because that seems to be the hot topic of every time I turn around, AI is a thing, you know? Yeah, it's fucking annoying. It, it is annoying. And actually, I want to talk, about, I think, a little bit more of a business perspective aspect rather than just, hey, it's weird and it's going to take over the world. I, yeah, okay, good luck with that one, but... But this article, I hope, at this uh, this new, you know, what they're doing with this breakthrough, I, and they've had a bunch of breakthroughs in the last, like, what we've been off, what, two months, a little over, um, captured a few. So a team at Caltech has created a bacteria-based material that could someday be used to create buildings that can heal themselves, regulate the temperatures inside of them, and more. Uh, a team consisting of Mikhail Shapiro, Julia Cornfield, and former PhD student Lieli Zoying. Uh, spoke to Advanced Science News about this injury material. Quote, This is still truly science fiction, Cornfield said, adding that actually turning the invention into a viable building material that can grow itself is way down the road and there's no infrastructure for even demonstrating it. However, they're optimistic that they actually stumbled on something. Uh, basically, they've been working on this synthetic rheology for about 20 years. Uh, I hate to tell these guys that uh, what was the movie, the new Ant-Man show, already beat you to the punch. They had living buildings <laughs> in that one, so <laughs> I don't know. But uh, uh, Dude, I swear I heard something about that a while ago, too. Um, I know they had one that fell through. They had an experiment about six months ago that I covered. It was something similar, but then when they, when they went to proof back again... Um, it didn't prove itself. I was like, no, yeah. you, you guys are down the wrong pathway. I, I believe, I could be wrong, but I believe this is something different. I think the one you may be thinking of, I think, was from, I want to say, uh, researchers in either Sweden or Finland. Or oh, I don't on. know. I just remember hearing something about buildings being that could possibly be able to heal themselves what feels like years ago. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, and you know what? Could, that, have been, could have been two months ago, but it feels like two <laughs> years ago. <laughs> That's exactly what I say. Oh, it was just yesterday, no, 10 years ago. 
No. <laughs> yeah. Thing. So time. Yeah, uh, no, time is amazing. But you know, stuff like that is kind of cool. I did want I to. Would love um, that. Yeah, as we go back and forth a bit. So, I, I, AI. Am I the only one that is looking at this like, holy shit, this is a new cash cow? It is it just is. Me? It is NFTs all fucking over again, dude. Okay, that's I thought. I thought maybe like, I was wildly speculating. Every, but. every new laptop is like, oh, it's AI-empowered AI or whatever. It's like, bro, the oh, AIs Jesus that you are Christ. talking about are basically They've always been there. They're just... Not like, even smarter than a chatbot. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like spell check stuff built in, and they call it's it like, AI, you know? Well, and... The, it remember when you know for a long time everything was cyber and then it was digital oh, and yeah, now yeah, it's yeah. you know that, like yeah. now it's ai taking over the world so but it, it's frustrating like i was uh actually um i've been going to the gym oh which Jesus. is probably surprising to a lot of people who Whoa. know me what is today's <laughs> um but uh i uh I listen, you know, I go back and forth between listening to music and listening to podcasts while I'm doing that shit. And, right. uh, I was listening to, uh, it could happen here. And they had just gone to see, uh, CES, that big tech trade show in Vegas that happens oh, every year. Yeah. 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 Um, and they were talking about like, they, they had several episodes where they were talking about, um, about their experiences there and like, and what they were seeing. And a lot of it was like, they were coming to the conclusion that uh, AI is the new NFT is the new, you know, Bitcoin. It's and, and they probably hit it most on the of head. it's full I of mean, shit, you know, you know. Well, um, but yeah. they were also they did a couple of episodes on behind the bastards about um, about basically a cult that tech bros are building around AI. And shit. yes, I heard about that. See, and I think that's what I'm getting at. So here's the thing, like, and, and again, real world applications, you know, number one AI is a thing. The chat GPT, of course, Google rollout there. What do they call it? Bart or, you know, they built that. There's everybody that has their own little platform, what they're doing, how they're doing. Yeah. It. But at the end of the day, to me, it's just, again, it's another cash cow and it's another way to approach business. Like you said, oh, this laptop has. So I've been involved in a project where we're trying to find a new platform to monitor our critical systems. So, you know, we have all these critical systems on the sites. That's what my team does. They they basically maintain that stuff for the servers and for the bank and make sure things don't break down, right? Um, sure. But it's an old, very, what we're using currently is very old, rudimentary, does what it's supposed to do, but it's 20 years old. And it's kind of like working with DOS. Like DOS wasn't awful. It DOS did what it was supposed to do. Yeah, but there were just nothing to it, right? So looking for these other platforms, and I'll be damned. I probably interviewed and demoed and uh, met with ten different companies that offered a platform that would be similar, or comparable. Every single one of them was like, "Oh yeah, an AI." But then when you deep dive into their brochure, there's no AI. It's just trending and analytics is all it is. But they call yeah, it this like name. You know, there might be like a tiny bit of automation, right? Or right, like right. it'll automate the visualization for you or something. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Oh, see AI," and it's like, "Yeah, maybe not- this should change it to automation info and not artificial intelligence." Maybe that's well, what it like, should do. Okay, maybe maybe it's a rudimentary AI, but if it can't make a decision on its own, if it has not even like a built-in yeah. decision tree kind of process thing, then like, is it intelligent? Exactly. Or is it just something that helps? make your google searches better but but that's so that's the point i'm getting at so but i think 
this is going to be companies are going to want to jump on board as fast as they can to push yeah. this new fucking thing. And they're going to, people are going to waste some money. They're going to waste their money. It's going it, to, it's something that's still evolving, you know. And again, aside from the fact that, you know, it's going to take over the world and they're going to take us over and all the sci-fi bullshit people are worried about, you know, it, in a real world application, um, it's, it's, it's money, it's business. And, but it's not the right business and it's not the right direction personally, but maybe that's just my opinion. No, not right. I don't know. It, it's, it's, I, I agree in the sense of, I think it eventually could be something like that, but like uh, right now it's right yeah. now they're overselling it right like now. Way right now they're it. crying you know wolf I mean? and, and the sky is falling is what's happening like right now. Well, it's like, so well, it's like you look at like applicant tracking software like this hits close to home for me. Cause I've been looking for a job for a long time, but um, you know, like my resume is pretty good. You know, like I've, I've done a lot in the field that I'm in and uh, like granted, my resume could probably be better written, but like, dude, I've had like one fucking interview. Oh, see, that's it's, fucking weird. You know, I mean, part of it is that like a lot of places are advertising for positions they're not really trying to fill. And another part of it is that like a lot of places get have bought into this and they're like using AI to screen applicants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're, they're even using it to screen for people who've used, say, chat GPT to help with their resume. And they're automatically kicking that shit like that out. And it's like, well, isn't yep. that what you should want? Is yeah. people who are learning how to use this stuff innovative, right? I mean, thinking out of you know, the box, right? Right? No, to your point. That, but that, and also, like, you're you're missing a lot of. You're getting a lot of good candidates thrown out with like the bad things, the spam resumes that you're using AI to screen for, because it's just not where the people that are selling it to you are saying that it is yet. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. it's it's just a basically a filter. Yeah, it's just an Excel filter at this point. One hundred percent agree. They're looking for keywords and key tags, and that's how they're you know find funneling things out. And again, to your point, you know it's really not fair. You know, I I know that you're hiring somebody to do a job, and this thing is doing something something. So somebody else doesn't sit there and look at applications. But I, I but I you know using it though in this application they're using it they're shooting themselves in the foot at the end of the day. But, well, like, you know, I mean, look at it this way, right? So before it was AI, it was machine learning. They're the fucking same thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it's algorithms, basically. Right, right. Exactly. And for years at my last job, they would always talk about like, oh, the algorithm needs to learn. Oh, we've got machine learning to do this and to do that. And at the end of the day, there was always a developer somewhere in the room that was making it all fucking work. Right. Like none of it was yeah. independent because none of it is that far along. Not yeah, to mention yeah. that, you know. People are corporations are trying to do it as cheaply as possible. So they're also buying like the fucking Western family version of all of this shit anyway. <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, going out and bidding, you know, the parts that go on the spaceship to the fucking cheapest bidder. You know, yeah, yeah, of course. Well, you know? yeah, I mean, at Jesus. least with government contracts, they can't accept the highest or the lowest. So that kind of at least <laughs> helps there. But, but like, oh, yeah, dude, I, I've, I've seen a ton of that where where it's like people talk a big game about their machine learning or, or whatever. And at the end of the day, none of it works mm-hmm. without somebody thick, constantly correcting it. Somebody you know is I'm behind saying? the curtain pulling the fucking levers. That's, and, and that's still like that. And that's what it, and again, I don't want to, you know, talk about it for like an hour and a half, but I just, uh, I want to bring it up because it is something that I feel is going to, like you said, it's the new, you know, it's a new, uh, Dodge coin or whatever the hell it is. It, it's, it's just, and I think people are, prematurely getting on the bandwagon for this. And, and I, I think it's going to be detrimental. I don't think it's going to be a positive thing at the end of the day. 
you know, until we get further down the road with it. But, you know, again, observation, because I've just directly dealt with it for the last, like, two months as I'm working through this project. Um, yeah. You know, just, yeah, crazy, crazy shit. But um, back to, I do want to, so I'll throw some spattering of other stories on here. You know, as I moan and bitch and groan about AI, uh, this was really cool. I stumbled on this a couple days ago. Undeciphered script from Easter Island is unlike any known writing system. I don't know if you saw this, but this was interesting. And I know that, you know, for years when they were studying, they were uncovering, like, I, it was the Aztecs, I want, I want to say, very hard language. They didn't understand how they formulated, how they were, how it was designed. And it took them a long time to go, oh, no, this is how they built it. Well, now this other thing pops up. And for those of you who may or may not know Easter Island, of course, you know, the Easter Island heads. Um, a mysterious script engraved on wooden tablets from Easter Island is completely unlike any other known form of text, suggesting that it may represent an independent writing system that is unique to the island. Uh, after radiocarbon dating, several of the ancient objects researchers have now discovered that the earliest carvings predate the arrival of Europeans, adding weight to the idea that the script was invented locally and wasn't influenced by any foreign writing systems or foreign people coming in. So it, maybe it's boring to some people, but to me that's amazing because here we are, 2024, and we're still finding these things. And, we're, and we've talked about this in the past where, you know, you they uncover another layer and they, they pre oh, no, now we're 5,000 years. Oh, no, now we're 10,000 years. Like here's something else that just pops up. Um, a group of people that decided to just, you know, make their, and granted, haven't been the only one, but it's just amazing how these things are still being discovered to this day. Just crazy, you know. So I wanted to talk about that because I thought that was kind of, that was kind of cool. But, uh, do, do, and then I wanted to see, I want to get your thoughts, Josh, on, I know we talk about this also back and forth, but it seems like the last, like, two or three, and maybe it's because of, Holidays, winter, I you know, I don't know. It seems like you know this time of year things ramp up anyway. Um UFO sightings. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's been a weird year for UFO sightings this year, you know. And we say that it comes in waves, but I feel like we're on the I, I feel like we're maybe we're on the beginning of another wave that's gonna kinda ebb and flow and start to spike up by the encounters and the amount that people are seeing. And I don't know if you have any say into that, but uh just just amazing. For- yeah, like uh, here's one that I hope we see more of, um, and it's basically a pilot encountering a 30 foot tall triangular UFO. Oh shit! Uh, and I love the triangular like uh, I always fuck up the acronym for it, but the TB 380 or whatever. Oh yeah, I know uh, what you're talking about. Yeah, the, I, I, that one's one of my favorites, and then the one that's like that, but it's like a giant ass fucking pyramid. Uh, so badass. Those two are fun. I love when those two, when either one of those are cited. Uh, but a baffling incident unfolded in, the, unfolded in the skies above Frederick County, Maryland last month. This is from December 2023, so it's a little older. But uh, it, <laughs> the pilot reported a midair encounter with a 30-foot-tall triangular UFO. Newly released audio recordings reveal uh, the pilot flying a Piper Cherokee Arrow registration N30024, just in case anyone wants to track him down, I guess. Uh, <laughs> License plate <was>, number? <laughs> it was flying from Allegheny County Airport in Pittsburgh to uh, Frederick Municipal Airport in Maryland at the time of the incident, uh, which happened on the 30th of December. Approximately 50 miles northwest of his destination, the pilot contacted the air traffic, air traffic controllers to report sighting an object he described as a 
appearing to be approximately 30 feet tall as it passed him flying at about 6,500 to 6,800 feet. Not sure what it is. The pilot can be heard saying in an audio recording of the incident uploaded to the YouTube channel. You can see ATC Hmm. uh, if anyone wants to check it out themselves. Uh, which specializes in reconstructions of non-standard and emergency situations that occur in flight. Uh, it was 30 feet tall, and obviously perplexed ATC operator can be heard replying. It was pretty tall, probably about 30 feet tall, the pilot confirms. It was uh, going opposite direction of us, which I love ATC conversations. They're so fucking funny. <laughs> it really is. It's so technical. <laughs> Um, asked if the object was moving at a fast pace, the pilot just prior to entering his descent also confirmed that the object appeared to be moving quickly as it passed him. Uh, arrow to 024, what does the object look like? The ATC operator can be heard asking. Uh, kind of hard to describe. The pilot responds, it was just a uh, tall and uh, pointy. <laughs> <laughs> very, very technical terms. That's awesome. Like a triangle, the ATC operator then asks. Oh yeah, yeah. it was in the shape of a triangle. It was, uh, it was bottom and flat on top. I'm not sure what it is. Intriguingly, the pilot then adds, "I do have a picture of it, clarifying that there did not appear to be any danger resulting from the appearance of the unusual flying triangle." Oh my god, it it was fucking pointy. That's that's nice. That's lovely. (laughs) Uh, it was pretty far away from us, just noticeable enough for caution to other aircraft, the pilot says. Following this exchange, the ATC operator can then be heard advising the pilot to call his supervisor due to safety concerns that were raised after the pilot's bizarre sighting. Um, just want to make sure everything's safe up there for future aircraft flying through that, so give him a call once you're on the ground safely, please. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, the debrief has reached out to the Federal Aviation Administration for comment on the December 2023 incident. incident. The pilot who reported the sighting of the strange object has not been identified, nor has the alleged photograph of the object the pilot references in the recording uh, surfaced. Of course. Uh, Of course. So for decades, observations of flying objects of unknown origin, which the Department of Defense now calls UAP, uh, have often involved triangular UFO sightings. Beginning in November 29th, 1989, a wave of of sightings involving large triangular aircraft erupted over Belgium, culminating in the intercept attempt involving two Belgian Air Force F-16s in the early morning hours of March 31st, 1990. I think we're all pretty familiar with that incident. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, and, uh, yeah, continued to be reported for decades, um, including over St. Clair County, Illinois, where the cops chased one around, um, in the early hours of January 5th, 2000. Um, yeah, given the few details apart from the estimated size and general shape were conveyed in the object reported on the December 30th incident, it is unclear whether anything beyond superficial resemblance to these earlier sightings of large triangular UAP exist. Um, and it goes on from there to talk about, uh, some other stuff. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, I always fascinate. You always want to think that, you know, they're a pilot and they have some kind of, you know, when they start talking about size and show, Oh, it's about 30 feet, da, da, da. But then when they throw in the word pointy, Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't give (laughs) Uh, me a vote of confidence to to back (laughs) back the guy up. Maybe he was doing something else. He was flying. I don't know. That's amazing. Well, well, I mean, yeah. he's a civilian pilot, so probably yeah, not like as highly trained as, say, like a military pilot or something. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. 
but also <laughs> like just I just saw something weird. Yeah, I don't know. Mm, yeah. It's pointy, yeah. about thirty feet tall. Right. Like, yeah. It's about yay high. Anybody seen blessed, it? You know, <laughs> it's stupid. Well, Correct and there's been up. more. So I think Brazil had a couple reportings over the break uh, that I caught. Um, and again, you know, we talk about the <laughs> we did, which I haven't heard a lot about it. The flying uh, green or blue metallic, you know, men or aliens that are in the jungles trying to chase people away. Uh, that's been dead. I haven't heard anything about that news report for like last month and a half. So I don't know what's going on there. I will say, though, when we look at, uh, let me see, stats here. So if you if you are curious, of course, if you live in Lincoln County, Nevada, which is home of Area 51, that, yet again, has makes the top of the list for the people who have had the most sightings. Um, interesting, though, some of the follow-ups, though, uh, Alpine County, California, uh, Petroleum County, Montana, and La Paz County, Arizona. Those are the follow-ups for the most sightings in 2023, and I think I caught a couple of them too. So, you know, it goes on, you know, to see these things. Well, uh, it's interesting. The triangle ones interest the hell out of me, and I'm at the thing now that I'm wondering, are they – I mean, we might have talked about this. Correct me if I'm wrong – that it's our stuff and it's our experimenting. It's not necessarily like it seems like it's leaning more towards that than it is extraterrestrial. Uh, yeah. It, but again, it's like all people that like, how do you really fucking know? Yeah, true. Very, you true. know what I mean? Yep, it's yep. like consensus in the quote unquote UFO community is that the triangles are the TRB 380 or whatever. Um, you know, that they're, that they're ours. Um, but that's from people who are, for the most part, just looking at sightings and stories and saying, yeah, that's right. ours. You know right. what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. or, or they claim that, that, you know, they have inside information, but I don't, you know, how legit is it? But that being said, I do remember seeing, um, someone from like arrow, I think was over the summer saying that those, those are our craft, but now they're seeing the phenomenon mimic it back to us. Basically, where it's like, yeah, if you see a, a triangle flying low and slow, like doing stuff that a that a regular ass pilot would get in fucking trouble for, that's the that's the phenomenon kind of mimicking our own shit back at us and being oh, like, what you yeah. gonna do? Right, right, right. You know? Mirroring everything. Yeah. Well, yeah. we had something similar. Well, maybe we well, we don't know. The jury's out. But even when we went up to uh, um, Pelican Lake. And what happened yeah. to a friend of ours, you know, the next day it's like, holy shit, I can't explain that. Like that's, uh, yeah, c- uh, crazy. Absolutely crazy. So I don't know. You got any more UFO stories? Uh, not UFO, but this kind of ties back into what you were talking about with Easter Island. Mm-hmm. Um, so we found an ancient human megastructure discovered under the sea and uh, the mystery gets deeper. That's the headline. <laughs> um, but I really like this because it, it, it's well written, it's short, and it ties into my pet theory that, um, you know, a lot of our, a lot of the old stuff that we think of as myth might have happened because, um, and that human civilization goes back farther than we think because right, everybody right. lives along the coast and the coastline, the old coastlines are now fucking underwater. Uh-huh. So, uh, scientists have discovered a piece of history beneath the Baltic Sea in Germany's Bay of Mecklenburg. 
uh, located 69 feet <laughs> or 21 <laughs> meters below the water's surface is an ancient stone megastructure that appears to be more than 10,000 years old, spanning approximately uh, 0.62 miles or one kilometer. The structure has baffled researchers as it defies natural explanations. Uh, dubbed the blink- Blinker Wall by the German research team uh, led by geophysicist Jacob Gerson of Kiel University. The megastructure is believed to be or to have aided the hunting efforts of communities in the area millennia ago. The site represents one of the oldest documented man-made hunting structures on Earth and ranges among the largest known Stone Age structures in Europe. So I think that's super interesting, right? Mm. Um, And then uh, it'll become important for our understanding uh sorry for understanding substance strategies and mobility patterns and inspire discussions concerning the territorial development in the western baltic sea region the paper added the change in earth's land masses shaped by tectonic movement erosion and climactic processes has concealed several coastal settlements and megastructures beneath the waves which thank you scientific paper for fucking saying that (laughs) that all out yeah yeah exactly Um, (laughs) oh my god so uh recent advancements in technology are bringing these hidden treasures to light uh gearson and his team used high resolution hydroacoustic imaging and autonomous underwater vehicles and human divers to explore the bay and map the true extent of the blinker wall megastructure uh the collected data revealed a stretch of 1,670 individual stones covering approximately 3,186 feet or 971 meters. Uh, The stones were uh, 3.3 feet, uh, so less than a meter high and less than two meters wide, were meticulously arranged according to the team. Um, And this is an important call out. Uh, The precision and orderliness of the structures are improbable outcomes of natural processions like glacial or natural processes like glacial transport or being pushed by ice. Additionally, the structures seem to be situated near an ancient shoreline or bog. Um, And uh, so, however, the researchers dismissed the possibility of the Blinken Wall. Uh, functioning as a fish weir um, as they were unable to identify necessary water flow for it to work efficiently or effectively. They also ruled out the megastructure serving as a coastal defense because its width is too narrow for the base of a coastal wall. Uh, Constructing a harbor is unlikely since the inhabitants were likely carrying out seafaring activities. And I think that's supposed to say weren't likely. Um, The Blinkenwall megastructure is not an isolated discovery. Similar stone, uh, structures have been found across landscapes from the deserts of Saudi Arabia to Central Asia. Uh, scientists believe these structures were also used in herding animals, making hunting more efficient. Uh, despite the challenges in dating such structures, the researchers estimate that the Blinken Wall was constructed during the Stone Age. Um, it is believed to have been submerged beneath the Baltic Sea for around uh, 8,500 years. Crazy. Um, yeah, so I love it, shit it's like all, that. yeah, and it's great. Like they compare it to some other ancient megalithic structures, um, you know, Gobekli Tepe, Machu Picchu, yeah, yeah, uh, you know, uh, Angkor Wat. Uh, so Crazy. it's it's really interesting and um, and really cool and and mostly like I was just really excited to read a scientific paper that was like, oh hey, 
you know, coastlines change and shift, and traditionally human beings have always lived near water. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a lot a, of the a stuff no-brainer, we're right? For is yeah, fucking underwater. <laughs> well, and it's amazing too. And I, I'm not going to verbatim because I, I've got the articles, but I haven't read through them yet. But there's been other things we found uh, this beginning of this year underwater. That's not the first one, but you know, it just it. it well, what was it? I and it was what, last year. I quote: "Like we still don't know, and we still haven't explored." A little under seventy percent of our oceans. I mean, Jesus, you know, yeah. it's still a big chunk that we're out there looking at. It's just amazing, you know, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, we is, know more you know, about the surface of the moon than we know about yeah. the surface of the ocean. Yeah, which is why the aliens are using the ocean as their bases. Think about it, man. Come on, you come on. Yeah, exactly. Well, I got one thing here, and then uh, you know, you got anything we can we can do it if not wrap up. You know, I feel bad because here I am dishing out on how stupid we are as as human beings. However, every now and again, people do give a shit, uh, and this is kind of cool. Um, a monumental nuclear fusion energy breakthrough has been achieved. Uh, big news from the world of energy research: a scientists and engineers near Oxford, England, make a significant breakthrough in nuclear fusion energy. Uh, and this is pretty badass. So the team used a piece of high-tech equipment named the Joint European Taurus, uh, JET for short, because you can't say that three fucking times in a row, uh, picture a huge donut machine known as the Tuckamuck. It cranked down an amazing 69 megajoules of fusion energy for a full five seconds, which doesn't sound like a lot, but wait for it. It only used 0.2 milligrams of fuel to do it. Oh, that shit. is fucking cool. So yeah. holy shit, you know. So basically, in layman's terms, what this boils down into is they're talking about number one, clean energy, and number two, decades of research has been behind this thing to replicate this process on Earth, which is nuclear fusion. But if we can do it right, the result would be the ability to generate tons of energy with a mere trifle of fuel while emitting zero carbon footprint doing it. Um, talking about a fucking win-win, you're right. Yeah, and so, very little. Uh, nuclear waste also. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And the and the nuclear waste that is produced in a fusion reaction is not as dangerous and doesn't stay radioactive as for long. nearly as long. Right, right, right. Like uh, yeah, like like not like like decades instead of thousands of years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and then meanwhile, on that, not to side note, real quick, but meanwhile, uh, there's some company that's building a personal nuclear reactor that you should be able to purchase next year. I'm like, um, <laughs> yeah, why know? not? But uh, why not? Yeah, you got everything else out there, right? Shit, you know, what? What's a little decay, you know, to sit on your kitchen counter and worry about it? But, uh, but no, probably it's just not cool a whole like lot that. worse than a lot of the shit that's in our food. <laughs> I'm kidding about that. I've learned that in the last like month and a half. But uh, no, it's just amazing. And you know, it's funny. My mom used to like when I was a kid. I remember. Her big thing was, oh God, it's gonna, you know, it's gonna break science, and it's gonna be a, you know, if we can find out a way to make a invention, invent something that puts out more energy than it takes to create it, uh, it's a, it's a, we're just, we're, it's a win-win for the world, yeah. for everybody. And I'm like, yeah, hundred percent, you know, and here we are, you know, looking like we we might be on the cusp, um, and I'm sure there's a long way to go, but at the same time, you know. As bullshit as we are with human beings, and again, I don't mean to beat us down, but there are groups of people that really are trying to work towards just staying alive as a society and doing the right thing, and this is a good example of it. So I think money well spent, you know, with something like this, you know, much rather have it go there to uh, the presidential campaign of uh, that's coming up. All that wasted money. (laughs) I'm not even going to go down. Anywho, but uh, yeah, so. 
I don't know if you got anything on your side. I, I kind of think, you know, we just want to get together and reflect on, you know, reflect on our downtime that we've had, some of the things we've caught. Uh, I've got actually a bunch of other little notes, things I've not had a chance to read through, but we'll kind of break them out. And I think we'll do the same uh, the same thing as we did, uh, unless we have listeners. Again, you know, you can go ahead and email strangeuncles at gmail.com. Uh, let us know if you want more news, less news. But I, I think like every fourth or fifth episode, we try to kind of capture news and, and do updates. Um, it's fun for us to do, you know, and sometimes there's a bunch and sometimes there's really not a lot. It really depends on what's going on in the world and who's paying attention to what. Obviously, we got two wars happening right now, which is always fun. Um, but keep in mind, you know, there's always good things, I guess, behind the curtain if you look hard enough. And, you know, that's that's half the battle. But uh, but what do you got on your side? Anything to wrap up with? Any uh, uh, other updates? Or? No, I think that's about it. I mm. think that covers it. Okay. Well, that sounds good. So, uh, again, we'll kick off the Season 8. Look for another episode. We'll have some SU oddities. Uh, if you have any ideas you've been sitting on or things, uh, strangejunglesgml.com, let us know. Uh, how are we looking? Oh, actually, we're not looking more shit on socials because I haven't been paying no. attention. <laughs> I mean, at all. we we still have the accounts. We just never we never do can. a lot with them. Yeah. But yeah. Um, you can find us occasionally posting on yeah. uh, Strange Uncles podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Ask Strange Uncles on Twitter. Uh, there's a YouTube channel that you know. We're just not creative enough to do much with, no, but tw- we're trying. Twitter's a trash fire right now anyway. I will say I am trying to set up an account on Blue Sky, which is, uh, I want to say Dorsey uh, was one of the ones kind of behind Twitter, and he went and decided, fuck you guys, I'm going to do my own. And so it's supposed to be actually a little bit better of a social media platform. They're all, they all have their downsides, I guess. It's just social media in general. But um, but anyway, so, you know, look for us if we have some new uh, platforms we might create accounts on, you know, and kind of follow the migration. I think people are – I think I keep hearing more and more people just don't uh, – they're not on Twitter. They don't really care. I think a good old Elon has turned it into a heaping, burning bag of dog poo on your front porch. So there's that. Yeah. You know. It's good times. <laughs> no, it's good. There's always some guy, right, in the background. But – Anyway, but we'll keep on keeping on. Again, thank you so much for being loyal. Patreon members, thank you so much for being a Patreon member and uh, just being with us through the downtime. Um, I know we didn't release a lot, but again, have some SU oddities. We'll have some special bonus episodes we'll throw on your way. Uh, And if you are a Patreon member, FYI, just so I can remind myself to say this, uh, we did have a few new ones over the holiday. Uh, We have swag for you, so if you did not receive it and you are listening to this podcast, we can send it your way. It's not much, but it's our little token of uh, gratitude for you guys, for sure. And I don't know. I guess we'll wrap it up. We good? Yeah. All right, man. It's good being back in the saddle again. Good to be talking to you behind the mic again. And... uh, Stay strange, everyone.